right, folks, welcome back to the Scoundrels podcast. <laughs> Amar was climbing in Central Park and got stuck in a tree because he climbed too high. So while the fire department get his, him down, we've actually recruited a much better looking actor to take his place. <laughs> so please welcome uh, Joe and Amar 2.0 on this episode of the Scoundrels podcast. Joe, take it away with today's topic. All right, so we're going to do something a little different today. We have Thomas Harrison on the podcast, and I'm going to inter- I'm not, I was originally going to ask you to introduce yourself, but I'm actually going to introduce you. Yeah. He's the founder and CEO of Block, Block Rise, which is a credit card that basically invests your rewards points in crypto and was recently acquired by Gemini, who some of you might know is, was the crypto company that's ran by the Winklevoss twins famous from starting Facebook and the lawsuit and the whole social network movie. And you are, what, 28 years old, I think, right? 28. 28. So started a company and sold it by the age of 28, which sounds, to the Winklevoss twins, which sounds super legit and impressive. But you know what the the actual most impressive thing about you is? Being the better looking Amar. No, it's that you started a company and sold it to the Winklevoss twins before the age of 28 and you don't talk about it. You're super, super humble about it. Like I've never heard you like talk about it at a party or while we're out or to a guy or a girl or anything. You just don't talk about it. Well, I don't know. I don't know any. I've known you for a year and I don't know anything about it. I, the only reason I even know you did that is because other people told me, like when I originally found out. I just found out he wasn't an actor, so this is <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I did, it is posted on my Instagram. I mean, I guess like maybe you're not. You did, you did one post. You did, you made one post after the acquisition was finalized. And then you had, when, once it sold, you had people over that night on to your place. Yep. And I remember going there. I had no idea you had your own company until I went to your <laughs> lo- to your uh, acquisition party. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I, it was a pretty cool thing to happen, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, uh, I don't know, like it's it's something that, like it was a very fortunate outcome, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's back it up a little <laughs> bit because I wanna ask all these questions that we've, we've known each other for a long time. I've never asked you about this stuff. Take me back to college, and did you anything entrepreneurial, startup wise? Did you do anything like that in college or when you were a kid? Did you sell lemonade? Like, <laughs> did you do? Say, I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> telling you the story of how I sold lemonade, yeah, yeah. At lemonade stands, and you yeah. know, got my start that way. No, I don't know. I just um, I liked uh, solving problems. Like, I liked. Uh, just doing things and like, uh, yeah. did yeah. you have startup dreams though when you were younger or not really that come? Later? I mean, I think I like, like every, well, if, maybe not like every kid, but like, I think a lot of kids, I was definitely like, you know, wanted to have my own company one day or was ambitious mm-hmm. or just wanted to, you know, be my own boss. Right. There's kind of this like this idealistic, um, uh, sense that you, that when you are your own boss, like you've made it. Um, and I think when I was younger, that kind of, took shape in a variety of ways of like what I wanted my career to be. As I got older, it got way, way less interesting. I became super interested in the finance um, and throughout high school. And I just really liked learning about different like aspects of finance. And like this was right around like 2008, um, which was the, you know, the, the financial, um, the, the large financial recession yeah. and that huge crash. And I remember I did like my senior thesis on, um, on the 2008 crash and like, my okay. friend refused to read my paper <laughs> for the proofreading. She did hers on sharks. and <laughs> was on the yeah, yeah. 2008 financial recession. She wouldn't read it because uh, she's like, I don't know what the, <laughs> the yeah. fuck you're talking about. In this. What did you do after college? Did you work for someone else well, or work for another comp- or company? So when I was in college, that's when I started really getting more into this idea of starting my own company or like building an app. And like you hear like Snapchat, right? That was around the time I was in college where Evan Spiegel from yeah. Stanford and you look, you learn mm-hmm. about this, you know, there's this college. Yeah. I was at, went to Santa Clara. So there's this college maybe 30 minutes away. Um, and there's this, you know, this kid drops out, starts a company and 
um, you know, you're using it every day and you start to realize like, oh shit, this, this kid's only, you know, a few years older than me. Yeah. Um, and now he's this company worth hundreds of millions, if not, you know, billions at the time. And I just, you know, the more I learned about people like him and others that just kind of, you know, you get more and more interested in, especially being in Silicon Valley of, you know, there's this incredible opportunity out there, you know, for to build your own company, to come up with ideas. And so during college, I started playing around with different, like, ideas for apps and companies and I had different friends I'd go to and we'd like come up with plans and start trying to test things. And none of it really came into fruition. Yeah. Uh, what did you do? I, I went through a phase of that where I would like make prototypes of things and I, I, I'm like pretty decent with like UI UX, like mock-up stuff. Um, was it like stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, you know, here's the idea, um, idea, idea and uh let's start like building some just like simple wireframes like you know what are the core you know the core value proposition like what do you, you know what where do we want people what is the action that we want them to take um and then like how do we you know monetize this um and so there's kind of like a wide spectrum uh we never ended up going too far with any of that stuff i think part of it's just because you know it's hard to be disciplined in college, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're all over the place. Um, but you had an interest in like groups of friends and stuff like that that yeah. you would brainstorm with, basically. Yeah, exactly. And then um, after I left college, I went and traveled for a few months. And then um, the day, like the the first day I was back from from traveling, um, like a friend randomly called me. and was like, "Hey, I got a buddy who just dropped out of Stanford. They raised you know some of money from venture capital firms, and they're looking. They're like building this app. Like, would you be interested? They're looking for a certain person to do you know this. this. I was like, sure. Like, I'll be connected. Uh, went over to their to their house. They lived in like a house, and they worked in the house, and learned more about um, this app, which you know they were building that allowed people to essentially pull their college campuses and get data on anything from like what are the best dorms to live in. The, you know, should I like what are the best majors? To, how yeah. do I get internships? Like relationship advice, anything that you really wanted to ask, but it was all quantitative, right? So rather than just getting one person's opinion, you essentially aggregated opinions, were able to see how does the school feel. And then we did some cool stuff where we actually, like later on when I was part of the team, where we'd actually like filter by how do you know guys think versus how do girls think versus how do freshmen versus seniors and all these yeah. different like, um, you know, you filter by This thing by ended up getting built? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, so I joined the team. I was just like, this sounds so cool. It's a startup. This is exactly what I want to do. Um, you know, took, took a position as really like the first employee there. Um, and we built this app and we like grew it across, you know, over a hundred universities across the U S and like grew it to over 300,000 users. Um, and we got some real traction. It was really cool to see. What was it called? It's called what's goodly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that for, I did that for a couple of years. Uh, I ended up living in the startup house, which was, was it like for a year, like the show Silicon Valley? <laughs> yeah. They actually, was it like believe that? It or not? The writers came to our house one time. Re- the writers of Silicon Valley came yes, to your house they, to act for like, they wanted source material. Uh-huh. We made it in a show, not like, not Get, hold personally. Up. What year was, was this before the show launched? This was like, I think it was like season three, season four. Like one of the episodes was uh-huh. about this like big cold freeze and you can see them like in the house, like all wearing mittens and gloves yeah, and yeah, like yeah. scarves and they had space heaters on the table. That's literally the story we told them about like the great cold freeze of oh. <laughs> January, like 2017 or whatever it was. <laughs> and they, yeah, so it was, it was hilarious that we, uh, you know, our story made the show and was like the plot line for one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was like, it was very like that show is also is, is so portrays Silicon Valley so accurately. Like the obsession with Phil's. Yeah. Like I went there every day and then I, you know, started watching the show. <laughs> I was just like, okay, wow. Uh, it just, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, so it really was this like, but there, there is almost this like unhealthy, maybe not unhealthy, but it's like uh, somewhat of a, uh, a school of thought like at Stanford and in that area where it's like, if you're not a dropout and you aren't creating your own company, you're almost like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Where I felt that, you know, and my buddy who was a Stanford dropout, he's, you know, half of his friends had dropped out to start companies and the other half didn't. And they're like, a lot of the ones who didn't were like constantly coming to him for advice on like ideas and how to raise venture funding and stuff like that. And so there very much is this, um, you know, pressure there to to go, to, you know, build and create companies. And, you know, I think, you know, both good and bad. Um, but it was, it, was, it was cool to be a part of that all. Yeah. Um, when you came in, to what's goodly, like how many people was it were there and then what was your position? So when I first joined, uh, there's like essentially uh, three co-founders mm-hmm. um, and then two ended up leaving and going back to school. 
um, like shortly after I joined. And yeah. then, so I was, I joined as a, I actually joined as like a marketing growth intern. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the position itself. I like, I, it sucked. But like, yeah. I was like, this is Were cool. they like what, paying you? I want to be a part of this company. Not well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was like, I was like willing to take a small, you know, I just yeah, graduated yeah. didn't have any, you know, large yeah. expenses. Live in the startup house. Exactly. And yeah. like, so I was just like, you know what? I'm willing to take this chance and you know, get some equity. This is a really cool opportunity. It sounds like, um, and then, yeah. And then like, uh, as soon as the other couple co-founders left, like we ended up recruiting another, um, uh, chief technology officer who's, you know, had, who's gone on to have a really great career and a really great guy. Um, really, really great engineer as well. But, um, he, so he joined and then I was, uh, I essentially like took over all of growth and op and eventually operations where, yeah. um, so I was essentially the first employee and then we grew to, I think like 12, 14 people ish at our, at our height. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was cool. It was like going yeah. through all were the you different, guys, were you guys, was there a revenue coming in with that? With Goodly? Some. Not, yeah. you know, we were, tr we like, kept trying to find the best way to source revenue or to yeah. make revenue because... Did you guys raise money? We did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we ended up raising more when I was there. We, they raised right before I joined, and then we ended up raising more while I was yeah. there. Um, so I kind of got to see, like, all of it, like, the ups, the downs, like, you know, investor pitches, building decks, um, you know, like, how to try to, you know, you know uh, decrease retention, increase, you know, user growth, um, whether it's, like, UI, UX, product stuff, or, you know, even, like speaking with clients and trying to build out a revenue model yeah. for a, essentially a free mobile app, which is an incredibly challenging thing to do. What was their revenue model? Uh, since we were pulling everything, the idea is that we would actually take this data, um, you know, and since it's aggregated and depersonalized and then sell that to, uh -oh. you know, companies who are interested in kind of learning more about these demographics. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you're there. Then what happens when you leave? Uh, what's goodly? Yeah. So I was there for about um, two years and then we ended up shutting down, unfortunately. Um, you know, the, the founder who originally started it went back to school. Um, you know, at that time we were just, you know, we, we were having retention issues and, um, you know, there's just, we, we didn't have the product market fit that we wanted. Yeah. Um, and it was, so it was difficult to raise that series A. Um, I, at that time I'd been getting really big into Bitcoin, <laughs> like before that, um, this was like, you know halfway through 2017 like right before the big yeah. bull market and craze of fall of 2017 and i was also like figuring out what i wanted to do next what i didn't want to do is like just join a company i was very into like you know i i had this this taste of a startup and you know creating a company and you know wanted to see if i could you know build something else and so yeah. i literally you know spent um like a couple couple months just testing out all these different ideas what I would do is essentially try to identify a problem and then, you know, come up with a solution and build models. Of yeah. how to Talk more about that before block rise. What were some of the other ideas? So I have this, and one, how did you test them? I have this one idea, which I still don't think is necessarily a bad idea, but, um, I don't know. Just I don't so know you know, if you it. said on the podcast, I own the rights to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe it's an awful idea then. Um, so a lot of, um, a lot of people just leave, uh, excess cash um, in low interest rate checking and saving um, accounts. Yeah. And uh, essentially they, there's a time value um, cost to having money, right? And so like the whole idea was rather than leaving that money just sitting in the, these low interest accounts, um, and a lot of times you do that because, you know, you're, you're taught that you should have have um, a savings account. Exactly, yeah. have a savings account, like have uh, liquidity for like the next, you know, three to six months worth of expenses. So the idea was essentially, you know, what is one of the largest expenses for, you know, most millennials and it's rent. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you're going to have to pay rent the next two, three, four, five months, um, you know, is there a way for you to essentially pay rent early and does that provide value to your landlord through one, um, you know, just having that peace of mind that your client, you know, the tenant is going to be paying their money on time. But then two, you know, a lot of landlords own a lot of properties, which means they also have, um, mortgages as well as they're consistently doing renovations or, yeah. um, you know, investing in new properties. So to them, they, if they had more cash available at a lower cost than they could borrow from the bank, they may be taking this money and then investing it in their other properties, right. Or buying new properties. Um, and so essentially like the way you could think about it is you prepay your rent early and in return, the landlord gives you, um, you're essentially giving them, you know, a credit and in return they pay you a low interest rate, but the low interest rate is actually passed back to you in the form of a discount on your rent. 
the reason that's important is because you know discounts on rent aren't actually taxable, whereas interest is taxable. Okay. And so you essentially just create this model where I prepay as many months ahead of time as I want to, and the more I prepay, whether it's one and a half, one point seven five, two point and a half, three, the larger the discount gets. Mm-hmm. So for your for essentially for the um, the tenant, it gives you a better um, essentially a better financial return than just leaving that in the low interest savings or checking account. And for the yeah. landlord, it gives them the again the peace of mind and access to cheaper capital. Yeah, it makes sense. So <laughs> I, I built the model. I got a lot of feedback and like you know uh, tried. What are you doing? What- when you're getting feed, are you, uh, like I've heard of people like, um, creating like a product and then create like, uh, some Facebook ads or something like that. Spend a hundred dollars on AdSense, see how many clicks it gets. Like, how do you test stuff like this? Yeah. I mean, just speaking to people yeah. like friends, really friends that like for this specific idea, because those, that was the target market, right? Mm-hmm. Millennials who are out of college, um, you know, they have disposable income for the first time and they're paying rent. Yeah. And so that was one of the big uh, markets and just really just any of them, just like ask them like, would they do this? What type of rate would they need to see? Um, why or why not? And as well as landlords, mm-hmm. trying to speak to them and get their thoughts on like, you know, landlords, you know, whether that was my own landlord or asking friends to speak to their landlords yeah. or like, you know, family, like friends whose parents were landlords, stuff like that. And just getting as much feedback as I could. Mm-hmm. Um ended up like the idea, like that idea I didn't end up loving at the end of the day because when I finally built out the model, um, even though there was a decent amount of interest in the idea, the discount rate that I, I thought that would be, you know, that we could actually offer was a pretty low amount. Yeah. And so I didn't think mm-hmm. it'd be enough That's what I was to, thinking, yeah. It was still, it was still you know, signif- relative to the interest that you'd earn on a checking account. It was, you know, insanely, much, yeah, yeah. you know, 100 times better value. Yeah. But 100 times of, you know, 0.06% is... Yeah. It's but you're also great. asking people to front load lots of money into something at once. Which yeah, I mean, I even like thought through that this way that you could actually re- pull it back out and you do that through an aggregated like pool of people's uh, attendance money, right? And so if all, you know, if 100 of us put money in and only 50 landlords take money out, there's still leftover money in there, yeah. right? And so then if I want my cash back early, I get it, but then I lose the discount. And so like thought about ways to kind of, uh, you know, uh, solve for these different problems that arose through feedback. Yeah. And then block rise happened. So going, so I like block rise cause it's like, it's so simple. It's like credit card that, that's why it's a good idea. It's when so you came up with stupidly that, stupidly simple. when you came up with that, were you like, there's no way this doesn't exist yet? No, I like, like th- this is going to kind of sound dumb, but like I actually came up with the, so Yes and no, but like what happened was I was getting more and more into crypto. Um, and then when these other ideas weren't panning out, I like, as I was talking to friends and family, I wasn't even trying to come up with a crypto idea. Um, mm-hmm. What it was is just like calling my friends and family and be like, why won't you like, why aren't you investing in Bitcoin? Have you like, have you ever heard about it? Like, cause, yeah. because I was so into it. It wasn't for like research. And as I had these conversations, they kept, or people would ask me like, hey, like, you know, I know you've said you're, you've bought Bitcoin before. Like, how do I do it? And I would tell them how, and they would just never do it. It's confusing, man. It's a lot. It is. And so that's like, that's what I discovered. Like I kept having these conversations, conversations. And then like, after a while, I finally like realized like people think it's too complex. Yeah. They, think it's they don't want to put in the research for, that that's like, I always say if you're going to invest in something, you should put, you should invest in stuff you're interested in and yep. stuff you've researched and there's so many different cryptocurrencies and so many different ways to do it that it's just, it can be over. It, I understand why a lot of people think it's super overwhelming. Even something as simple as just the seed to a wallet. One of a, uh, one of uh, a friend's mentors launched an NFT, yeah. made a hundred thousand dollars on it, then lost the seed to the wallet oh, shit. and locked that money up. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And that's like the most basic thing. You hear yeah. so many stories like that. Um, and yeah, I mean like even companies like Coinbase and Gemini who make it, what seems to be so simple, it's still complex because to uh, someone who's not familiar with crypto, they're like, well, what is Coinbase? What is Gemini? Yeah. Like, what is Bitcoin? What does it mean when I'm buying it? Um, and then they just hear it's risky, right? Mm-hmm. The news does nothing to help. It just, you know, they yeah. talk about how risky, how volatile it is. And it is, to be fair, but it's also yeah, the I best mean, performing I mean, asset yeah, for the last 10 years. Yeah, the stock market is too. Like, it's... Yeah, and so, you know, I quickly realized that it was these two things. It was complexity and risk. And so... I started thinking like, well, how can you simplify the process and reduce the risk? Um, 
And I just started trying to figure out ideas and I would come up with different ideas and get feedback. And Mm -hmm. actually the the funny thing about the credit card is it was never meant to be the standalone idea. Um, I always like pitched something else and to be like, and then we could offer a credit card as well where you earn your Bitcoin back, like your rewards back in Bitcoin. And like through these like ideas of me, like pitching friends and family, um, they like people latched onto the credit card. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, I remember like yeah, I it's not your mom. own money. It's like it's rewards. Like yes. all com- our credit cards offer rewards. I called my mom one day and I was like, and my mom, you know, she had heard about Bitcoin, but she wouldn't put money in. She's like, it's too risky. I was like, mom, I like, I just heard about this new like credit card that gives you rewards in Bitcoin. Like, what do you like? I was like, uh, it was it's pretty interesting. She's like, wow. She's like, actually, that might be something like I would do. Like, do you mind sending me the link? Mm-hmm. And I was just like. <laughs> yeah mom but they're like it doesn't exist is what i'm thinking about doing <laughs> it's like it's a very like dumb conversation like me like pitching it like that but i like, got the insight i needed where it's like you know my mom who you know incredibly smart woman but is you know in no way you know technologically or I'm butcher this, yeah. technologically savvy enough to like yeah, figure yeah. out like what is blockchain technology or see phrases like you know on the fly you know if she spent a lot of time yes but so like for her to say this idea was appealing to her for me, even a one-line pitch and that she wanted more yeah. information and what she had never done before, the same with like, hey, you can buy it on Coinbase. She's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll look it up and, uh, you know, if I have time. Yeah. But this thing, like, uh, you know, so that's kind of where I knew that there was, there was a hook here. And more and more feedback I got, I realized this is a good idea. People want this. And so I started doing research, like, does something that like this exist? And mm-hmm. I had some friends who are big into crypto and they're like, look at all these competitors and stuff like that. And so I started building out comparisons. Like, why are these the product? What is the product I want to build, and how is it different, and how is it better? How does it, you know, yeah. achieve this simplification, this reduced risk of of investing in Bitcoin? And so that's really kind of where this whole journey started. And when when I realized there was nothing in the market like this, um, that's insane. I was like, <laughs> I kind of just said, I was like, I was like, well, fuck it. Like, if I don't build this, someone else will. And yeah. it's a really good idea, or at least I thought it was. I had a lot of conviction that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, you know, it, like, again, if, if, if no one else, like, if I don't build this, someone else will. And, like, do I want someone else building the idea yeah, that I yeah. thought of and I think is good? No. And so it was just kind of this, yeah. you know, just this, fuck it, I'm going to do this. All right. So step one, what do you do? How does one launch a credit card? <laughs> Actually, producer Herb has a quick question. Yeah. Because I think that brings up an interesting point. Because you hear stories of entrepreneurs going from idea to idea to idea, and they don't know when do you land on that right idea how do you get that conviction? And so for you versus the initial ideas that you had, when you actually settled on the right idea, what was it that gave you that conviction that you didn't have before? Was it the product market fit? Was it the market size? Like what kind of gave that binary switch of, okay, we're here and I can really invest all my time in this because I have that level of belief in it. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a great question. I think, think it comes back to this idea of like what I was trying to solve for, right? That what I, I, all the conversations I had, before I even started coming up with these ideas was about why weren't people putting money into Bitcoin? Why weren't they investing in Coinbase or Gemini? And it was, again, complexity and risk. So then once I realized, like, that's the problem, that's what I need to solve for. And so when I came up with these different ideas of, like, here's ways how we can, you know, how we can simplify this process or reduce the risk of investing in Bitcoin. And when I pitched those ideas, if people didn't find them simple or if people were like, that actually doesn't sound like it, it that sounds too risky or that sounds too complex. If that was the feedback, I was like, okay, well, that's not the idea. Um, and then what I found is with the credit card, you know, and again, it's never going to be 100 out of 100 people love your idea, no matter how good yeah, an idea course. it is. But with the credit card, more often than not, people will be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I probably would use that. And they just, there was no, there was no follow-up questions of like, you know, how does it work? Or if they were, they're very just elementary because the thing is people understand what credit cards are and so if I tell you it's a credit card that gives you rewards in Bitcoin, you know, it, it's intuitive. There is really no learning curve because you have a credit card that gives you rewards. And I'm just, yeah. it's a product you use on a consistent man and a consistent basis. And so, so it's an entry into it too. It's exactly. such a way to ease into it. And so that's when I've had, like, that's where the conviction came from. When I realized like this idea is the one that actually solves the problem that I, you know, that I identified in the first place. And so it was not, you know, coming up with an idea. It was really like, here's the problem here's the idea that provides the solution. And I know that because I have all these people, um, you know, essentially as, as data points. Um, and then that's kind of what gave me that initial conviction. And then when I saw the other products in market, 
um, they were so complex. They were like, you know, th- these, you know, these, these debit prepaid debit cards that you had to, you know, stake, um, which means you essentially had to like put aside, you know, a massive amount of some obscure crypto, you know, currency that you've never heard of. And, um, for six months and then you got rewards back in it. And to me, I was just like, I don't even like, I'm, you know, learning about crypto for, you know, six months, a year now. And I don't even know how the fuck how to use this product. Like, how is this going to be, you know, have mass appeal if I can't even understand it. So that's kind of like seeing the differences between what I wanted to build and what was out there. Like that gave me more conviction that this is what makes sense. Yeah. All right. Step one. How do you build a credit? How do you launch a credit card? (laughs) Um, Cause you don't work for a bank or anything. Like what do you even, I, you know. uh, who who are the two guys, or who do you call? Who's who are the co-founders? How'd you meet them? Let's start there. Oh, uh, that was like a year later. Um, so you start you work on this for a while before by yourself. Yep. What are you doing? Uh, just research on everything, like trying to figure out <laughs> how do you start a. Co- that was my question that I asked. I literally googled like how do you start a company? Right? Yeah, yeah. So I start you know calling people. Um, you know, emailing banks, trying to understand, emailing people in the payments industry at Visa, MasterCard, LinkedIn messaging people, asking them to talk, trying to understand, like, how would you do something like this? Researching other companies that have launched credit cards, like um, Pedal Card or uh, Finals, another card, or Zero. Mm-hmm. Understanding, like, what they did, trying to get in touch with the people who worked on those teams, um, you know, uh, as well as trying to actually get the company, um, you know, formation set up. And so, for that, I was lucky enough that I had worked with, um, you know, our attorney at the old startup I was with. Um, they do a lot of uh, credit, or they do a lot of startups. Um, they work with a lot of startups, and they're, you know, they're very experienced. So, you know, so reached out to him, had conversations with him, explaining what I wanted to do, you know, why it what didn't exist today, why there's value. Um, essentially trying to convince him that, you know, it was worth his time to work with me on this project. Um, and so that's kind of where it all started kind of trying to get as much insight and feedback as possible um and how to actually build this and then in parallel the whole time i was like okay well i need to somehow prove that this idea has traction yep because me just saying like hey you know 50 of my friends like this idea and yep. you know my <laughs> my mom and my family members they're into this like that's gonna convince no one um so what i quickly learned <clears throat> sorry that there was a lot of uh a lot of other like fintech products launch waitlists before they're mm-hmm. actually yeah. live, and they do that as a way to generate excitement and show it, you know validation for their idea and use that to raise money. So I started building a waitlist. Um, I started designing. I found the guy. I you know was reaching out to everyone I knew and people online and on the co-founder sites to just try to meet people who wanted to work on this idea with me. Mm-hmm. And you know found a guy who was willing, who was an engineer, you know really talented guy, and just he was willing to help me design and build this website. And so. We started working together, building. You just met him online? Yeah. Not Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that yeah. would have been a much cooler story. <laughs> um, <coughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, so we just started building this we- uh, website, and we were designing this waitlist page off of other credit card waitlist pages. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had, how does it work? You know, um, uh, what is the, the, why would you want Bitcoin? What are the key features? Yeah. Um, you know, how are, what is the, the security we're using to protect your information? Uh, what are the FAQs? Um, answer, and we like literally looked at all these pages and we're like, took what they had and just, you know, made it uh, like with our kind of brand and our product to make sure that we're answering, because we figured they are answering all the questions that they're getting. So this is a great way to essentially answer all the same questions. Um, and so we made this website look incredibly legit uh, you know, this, we're launching this credit card that offers, you know, rewards in Bitcoin. Um, you know, it's it block rises a San Francisco based technology company. Mm-hmm. Um, like had all this cool you're, stuff. You're, this is all you're still in San Fran. This is before you moved to yeah. New York. Yeah. And this is only me. Like the, like the exact, uh, my, uh, he was a technical advisor of the company. He was just doing this like part time. Yeah. And so I'm the only like full-time person working on this. And so then we put together this really great website and then we're like all right let's launch this <laughs> so we posted it on product hunt and reddit uh-huh. and we're like you know fingers crossed hopefully people are into this idea and within like you know a couple hours it was like you know the top of bitcoin reddit which is you uh-huh. know five hundred thousand people um and then within a couple days we all of a sudden have you know five thousand signups yeah um 
in like an article in Market Watch, mentioned in Forbes, uh, as well oh, as wow. like all just from those two Twitter. posts from Product Hunt and Reddit. Yes. yes, and it's and it's literally like just me and Zach part time, uh-huh. and I'm getting calls from like Market Watch, and they're like. And they're like, we want to like interview you about the company and what you're uh-huh. doing. And I'm like, uh, sure. And they're like, you know, here's some of the questions we're going to ask. And they're like asking about the team, who's the bank we're working with. And so yeah. I'm just like, fuck, like this is going to look really bad if it's just me. Yeah. And so I'm like emailing people on the fly who have like given me advice. And I'm yeah. like, hey, would you mind if I list you as an advisor for this yeah. Market Watch article? Uh-huh. And so, like, at the end of the day, the article went live, and, you know, we, we had been speaking to a bank at that time, and so the you know, article was as flattering as it, as it could have been, saying we're speaking to banks, you know, the, the team includes these people with advisors who have specialties and credit mm-hmm. cards and stuff like that, when in, like, reality, that was somewhat of a long shot. Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's, uh, and, like, yeah, it's, it was just, like, this insane reception, and so... That's kind of what I started. I then took that and we're like, okay, let's go start pitching like VCs. Let's go start talking to people and trying to really build this thing yeah. um, now that we have that validation. Yeah. So at this point, it's, it's an idea and a website with info on the idea. Yeah. Basically. Wow. And then where does it go from there? Um, so you get 5,000 5, people on the wait list. Then what? Then I would say like, <laughs> that was really exciting. Like things were great. Life was looking up. Like you know, yeah. things were things were things were looking up. Life was good. Um, I was like, we have this validation. We had this incredible traction. Five thousand signups from a Reddit post. Um, yeah. Like this, we're gonna build this thing. Um, and then I like went and met with some VCs and started like trying to you know get this thing off the ground and just like <laughs> you know, things just went they went downhill fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, like I guess. You know, and like candidly, like I was very naive. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's still a, an idea. And I kind of thought, like, you know, VCs are going to love this. People are going to love this. Like, <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't they? Like, we're going to build this credit card, and instantly the the feedback. Is it like that easy to get meetings with VCs and no. San Fran? No, it's not. <laughs> you know, I was I was pulling strings. I was you know cold emailing, and then like you know multiple times like you know, then sharing the weightless validation, getting the meetings, the few meetings I could, um, asking friends and family for favors if they knew anyone. Um, but like, and the, you know, some people were really nice to meet with me, but, and you know, and they were, many were like polite about how they said it, but like the, the feedback was like, look, you have 5,000 names on the waitlist. that, you know, that's great, but we don't know if that actually proves that this is a multi-billion dollar idea. Yeah. You have no experience in the credit card industry. Um, you know, credit cards and, and, and financial financial services is like with the third most heavily regulated industry in the mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yep. Um, when you add crypto to it, no bank is going to want to work with you, which was largely largely true at the time, and is still in part largely true today. Banks are have are very adverse to crypto. They're finally starting to warm up. What year were you raising money? Uh, this was 2018. Um. Well. And, and 19 and, and 20 you're always raising <laughs> most of the time I was failing at it but that <laughs> was part of the process um yeah so then like you know they're like and banks won't work with you um you have no technical co-founder all you know so many VCs are like obsessed with having you need yep. to have a technical co-founder yep software it's like how you create competitive advantages um and they're like look launching a credit card is incredibly complex it's going to take a ton of money like, why should we give our money to some, at the time, 26-year-old who has no experience and no, no co-founders? Yeah. And it was like, you know, and I was like, because I got, you know, I have conviction. I have drive. Like, yeah. you know, I read all your blog posts. That's what you say you look for in founders. No, that was not a good enough answer, I guess. <laughs> So, that, is, that is very much the impression that they give yeah. <laughs> you read the blog post right. and you know that I love skiing backwards here's a million dollar <laughs> yeah. check it's, it's what they all say like we look for that you know that the X factor right yeah. in founders um, the ones who are afraid to you know aren't afraid to break from the mold I'm like that has to be me <laughs> like I'm willing to start you know a company with no experience in this industry by myself with like this idea that is like, you know, 
so many people think will never take off because yeah. it has this crypto component. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also like a story for another time. All the all the like the negative feedback to the to the waitlist launch and like people just like yeah. absolutely shitting on the idea on me. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of screenshots of those. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, save those for one day to, yeah. uh, you know, once we launch this card to, uh, to put on, yeah. you know, put on, <laughs> frame them and, uh, you know, just have my moment of glory yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, redemption there. But, uh, yeah, no, it was like, it was funny. I, I once tried to, you know, email a guy to, you know, who wrote an article about how it was the dumbest idea of all time and, you know, explain some guy wrote an article about that. Yeah. I'm all, not just one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like on <laughs> And so, like, yeah, I mean, he wrote, like, this article just calling it incredible. On Reddit or, like, a legit publication? Not, not, like, well, I mean, somewhat legit, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, it was, like, it was, like, a blog that, like, covered, um, like, uh, airline miles and frequent flyer cards and, like, credit cards in general. Yeah. Um, And I wrote an email to him, like, you know, saying, like, here's why I feel differently. Here's the value proposition. Here's how we're approaching this. Like, being very, you know... Mm -hmm cordial and you know trying to explain why i understand his views but here's the difference and he just responds like you know i spent like three hours writing this email and he responds back with like this you know five minute and just says like you know something like to his to his point like you know this is still a bad idea and just because you sprinkle like bitcoin on top of it doesn't make it a good one yeah and i was just like you gotta be kidding me spent three hours and like what you quickly learn like it was a good learning experience because like this is you need to learn this like no one not everyone is ever going to like it like um there's always some people who don't like your idea there's been people who hate your idea and if you spend time worrying about them or like trying to change their opinions you're just wasting your time yeah I agree. right and the idea you know the thing is if you can find the people who do believe in your idea or do think it's valuable like that's where you focus your attention um so i think that was like something good to, to learn early on because like you have to have a hard you know, skin to, to like to yeah, thick skin, tough skin. Yeah. Thick skin to, uh, to survive as a founder, but you know, cause you just you get told no mm-hmm. in so many different ways from so many different people. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Do you, so you, okay. So then what happens? How do we, how did you start building out the card or building towards the, uh, the, what eventually became the acquisition? Yeah, What's I mean, your, your next steps. It, like, and it, I'll, I'll I'll do the short story because this is over really like a year and a half. But you know, just spending a year and a half of like trying to um, figure out how to do this and like trying to some parts really cool where you know I, I learned how to you know I worked with an IP lawyer and like learned how you file like patents and I like filed three separate patents on technology mm-hmm. uh, um, on like technology related to uh, offering rewards of cryptocurrency like some of those patents we're actually using will likely even though well, they haven't been granted yet but the original technology we'll be using with the the gemini credit card that we're launching later this year so it's kind yeah. of cool that when you <coughs> when you launched this did you know like was that would there have been a way to do this that didn't require teaming up with coinbase or gemini or something like that yeah, there would have, but like <clears throat> it was, that was just the, it made sense to work with them, not necessarily to be acquired, but it made sense to work with them because they had all the customers yeah. um, and they had the platform. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, it was like, it was a year and a half of highs and lows where like, you know, some of the, a lot of the lows were just like, you know, you get told no by so many different investors. Yeah. Um, I remember I flew out to New York city for one who like really wanted, it was like saying they want to invest and like, it's actually, this is interesting. It's like, these is very big. Um, property uh, landlord here in uh, New York City. It was like one of the early investors in WeWork mm-hmm. and like emailed me on the whim. And so I the flew The Durst out. family? No. It's a very niche joke. No, 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 that no, no, no. Um, but like I flew out here to meet him on a whim and he was like, you know, met me for three minutes. He's like, I want to put in like a million dollars. I was just like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and like thinking it's going to be a sure thing. And then like, you know, quickly realize like the money, you know, don't count on the money until it's in the bank. And then like, you know, a, a f- couple missed calls and like, you know, or missed, you know, calls back and forth that we missed from each other later. All of a sudden, you know, the, the, the trail goes cold and like, yeah. it's like, okay, um, don't know what to do here. But so then like, yeah, there's just a lot of, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to build models, like um, trying to get banks on board, trying to get understand who are all the different partners and vendors necessary to launch a credit card. What is the compliance or like regulatory framework mm-hmm. look like 
um, trying to recruit people, trying to raise money always. And eventually, uh, you know, we had some wins, like very few and far between we had wins. Things like, you know, recruited at my, my co-founder who had, you know, previously co like, you know, you had, how, how did he come about? Just met him through an, uh, an advisor to the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had been, had spent like 20 years, um, you know, as an engineer at all these great companies like Google, he had co-founded the company, um, that had, had like done really well and raised a bunch of money. He had like one tech crunch disrupt and just really great guy. And so when he joined, it was just like, he was, you know, it was amazing. Like I, I remember I was like crying when he, like I hopped off the phone and he said he was like willing to join the team because I was just like, finally, after yeah. a year, someone's willing to like do this with me and like believes in this project. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, things like, uh, but yeah, it was, I don't know. We just, we it kept going on and just kept having all these disappointments of just like, you know, we can't raise money or VC say no or seeing we need, we need to see this. And so you just keep trudging on and saying, okay, how can we continue to build this value proposition and that thing, like, started building the technology, started, you know, putting together all the different, like, getting farther along in conversations with banks, finding ones that were actually interested. And, like, it just took time and just, like, all these ups and downs. Um, and that was, you know, for a while um, and really didn't have any breakout. We had some cool, again, some cool ups and downs during this. Um, continue the raise uh, or continue to try to, you know, uh, progress with everything. But then not until... I'd say fall of 2019, did we really get a huge break? Um, mm-hmm. And again, so this is like two years really after I started this on this on this idea, just to give you a yeah. sense of like, mm-hmm. you know, two years of, you know, stumbling around trying to yeah. find my way with this idea. Like at times working other, you know, part-time jobs just yeah. to make money. Like it mm-hmm. was, you know, definitely some of it was good, but some of it was, it was, it was, it was tough and it was like not, you know, yeah. there's times when I'm just thinking like, is this ever going to take off? Is there ever going to be, are we ever going to be successful or is this just going to end up failing? And I'm going to look like someone who spent a year and a half trying to do something or two years trying to do something that just like failed completely. Yeah. Um, what happened in fall 2019? <clears throat> so we got our first venture investor. Mm-hmm. Um, we raised from this, this VC fund. I just cold emailed um, really? really into Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they were just like, Hey, we, uh, we, we met a number of times and had all these conversations and they were just like, we, you know, we really like what you're doing. We think this is great for the space. You know, we're willing to put some money in. Can you um, say who the fund is? Yeah. Folger ventures, um, okay. which was, uh, which was, you know, so it's just, it was huge. It was super exciting. Um, we're like, this is our first check and we're speaking to all these other VCs at the same time. And we're like, now we have this momentum. And then another one says, Hey, we're going to put money in. And it's, uh, EOS VC, which, and then they're like, part of they they're part of block one and block one like raised like um four like billion dollars through a crypto uh a token sale so they're like very legit in the space and we're like this is insane and then and then we got the real excitement the real the real just like best news of all time when um you know in in let's november of 20 yeah 2019 when uh we've been speaking with coinbase for a number of weeks yeah and you know, going through the, they're kind of, they're trying to get, understand our model, understand how, how what we're doing with the product, how it's going to bring more people into yeah. the crypto ecosystem. At this point, is it still, it's still basically a, a wait list? Yes. How, what's the wait list at, at this point? It hadn't grown much because we weren't doing any advertising. Oh, okay. So you weren't trying to, actively trying to grow it. No. Um, and so it was probably at like 7,000, 8,000. Yeah. Um, we actually, I guess we had brought on, since we finally started getting some VC money, we brought on a, a chief compliance officer who had a lot of experience in the space. Okay. Given yeah. that like, you know, compliance is one of the number one, um, concerns for banks. So if we could you know, address that concern, they'd be more likely to work with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I guess, uh, we were just like, we we're going and speaking with the Coinbase Ventures team for a number of weeks, trying yeah. to convince them <laughs> to put a, you know, su- support our project and, I remember I got the call. Did you, did you, so you raised money, you raised money in fall 2019, right? Yes. Okay. What's it, what's this going towards? Are you just paying yourselves or like, what's the, what's, Sounds really bad yeah. when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like it goes Paid towards. His rent. Got some food, one small yacht, nothing too fancy. <laughs> no, you know, it's a small yacht, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, 
really went to, yeah, it was like, you know, bringing on our, our the chief compliance officer, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. just various sense. software costs to support the technology we we're building. Yeah. Um, you know, legal things like that, just uh, to file, you know, patents mm-hmm. and, you know, that type of stuff. So those, those type of things. Um, and then we got, yeah, so we got this, uh, we've been going back and forth with Coinbase Ventures for a few weeks and we got the call. Like I got, oh, I got the call like Friday night at like 6 p.m., 5 p.m., whatever it was. And um, they're like, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to put a check in. And this was like, this was like monumental, right? Yeah. Um, like th- when this An happened. Invest- investment check. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> When this happened, like I, I, after this call, I was in shock. Like I couldn't speak. I was trying to speak. Like, I couldn't. Um, and then I finally was just like, thank you. Like we, we appreciate it so much. And you know, uh, the guy on the other end is like, yeah, he's like, Hey, look, you know, we're, we're really excited for what you guys are doing. We'll talk more about the details on Monday, you know, you know, go celebrate, enjoy the weekend. Um, and he hung up and like, I, like I was bawling, mm-hmm. like straight bawling, for 30 minutes, um, I just couldn't stop. And, and like, the reason why is literally spent two years trying to build this idea. Right. And Coinbase is the biggest company in the space. Yeah. Right. This is, this is back in 2019 today. They're worth, you know, somewhere like $80 billion. Um, and to have their support, their stamp of approval to actually not yeah, just say huge. like, we're w- want to work with you guys, but we're actually going to put money in, um, which it was just, it was, it was insane. And like, it, it, this is like two years of what I had been working for to get some, yeah. um, validation on this idea. Not that the other VCs that were backing us weren't great, but to have like the number one mm-hmm. uh, exchange in this, well, Gemini is the number one exchange. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to have the biggest company in this space, like you know, post-production editing, <laughs> yeah. uh, willing, willing to, to back our startup was just like, I was in shock. I was in dif- disbelief. Like it was just the coolest feeling ever to yeah. to be able to you know to to think and to say like you know this you know Coinbase is backing us. Like they believe in this idea, and like all of a sudden all these people who who didn't believe in this idea, like they're you know or like not not and like friends and stuff like that. Not that they never didn't believe in this idea. or didn't believe in me, but telling them like even a lot of them didn't didn't know anything about crypto, and they're like, yeah, I know Coinbase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did that? Did how did you? get turned on to them? Was it just reaching out a bunch of times? How'd you first get connected with Coinbase? Um, I think we were part of this like accelerator at Santa Clara. And I think someone sent them the newsletter and it like, oh. featured. Yeah. I think I was like, for some, they took the photo of me that day or whatever it was. So I was like on that and then like talked about my company with a quick blurb. And so I think they found out about it from that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so that's kind of, um, and they like, I mean, the team at Coinbase is awesome. They're like, they, uh, you know, they, they knew we're early stage, um, but they're just, you know, they were in, incredibly supportive, just such great partners. Um, and, you know, just like, so it was, it was amazing to have, you know, them backing us. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of a, a huge shift. And then, you know, when we continued to raise and, you know, try to bring more money in and, we're making progress and continue to have ups and downs. And then, you know, really just came to, uh, we started having conversations with a number of exchanges and, and just companies about this idea of working with them to build a credit card that offered rewards yeah. in cryptocurrency. Um, and this idea of, you know, it, a lot of these exchanges in the space had users, they had a platform for dispersing rewards we were building the credit card component. So yeah, for them, the, they the, thought it was a the, good fit. The thing that people actually hold in their hands. Exactly. Like yeah. And so none of like the conversation, you know, when we first were introduced to the Gemini team, it was, it was to, to speak about this idea of, of building a credit card together, either maybe a co-brand or a white label. Yeah. The um, Coinbase, who introduced you to Gemini? I don't know. I forget to be honest. I think it so was someone like, I think it might've been just an advisor. Mm-hmm. But we were introduced to like the corp dev team there. Yep. Um, and again, like to talk about, you know, ways to partner together and just we kept having these conversations and, you know, through those conversations, um, you know, it was just, we, we just realized how closely aligned we were with them wanting to build their own credit card and us building a credit card and 
you know, when we realized like, you know, we are the, the, the missions were the same too and bringing more people to the crypto ecosystem and just all like the more conversations we had, the more we realized this, this is somewhat of a natural fit. Yeah. And then what happens? And you moved to New York at this time too, right? No, I was in New York <clears throat> back in the, the fall. Okay. Yeah. 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 In like, in, yeah. In like October of 2019. And then what happens for the, the acquisition? Do they just tell you one day, Hey, we're going to just buy you guys and do this thing together? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, just, just FYI. <laughs> I hope you don't want to do this by yourselves because we're just going to buy you. No, yeah. it wasn't like that at all. It was, it was, it, you know, we, we, I think both sides just kind of came to this, like, you know, Hey, what does this make sense for us to explore doing this as part of the same company? Mm-hmm. Um, the same company, obviously, being the bigger one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lock rise by Gemini, kind of yeah, thing. Right. Yeah, I don't think that ba- basically what a spec is right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we would have been afford that. Maybe actually, yeah, through a spec reverse reverse merger. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's just like we kind of uh, that's where just the, you know these conversations actually turned to that, and then it w- it wasn't even like a let's do this it was like a hey let's continue exploring this let's set up those more conversations let's introduce you to more people across the organization um you know let's dig even deeper to your product let's now understand like what it would look like if it was part of you know our company and like how does mm-hmm. that yep. you know how does that change things what stays the same what what synergies are there um everyone's favorite business term i'm pretty sure i had you know two full slides in the deck devoted dedicated Two synergies. So if anyone ever tells you, if anyone ever tells you that synergies, you know, are bullshit, that is not true. Yeah. <laughs> synergies are partially what got us acquired. All right. Um, yeah. No. So it was just like you know, and we met with just all of them. I think there's just everyone across their senior leadership. Um, you know, had a call with, with Cameron and Tyler, and just got to understand, like, yeah. share our vision. Um, yeah, or hangouts, yeah. or well, yeah, one of the video ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just like got, you know, we, we were able to share our vision, what we want to do with the block rise. We were able to hear what they were doing with Gemini and their vision and where they thought something like the the Gemini, like a credit card could align with what their mission and just, yeah. again, like I, you know, I, I mean, I won't speak for, well, I, mean, I won't speak for anyone on the Gemini team, but although I think they obviously felt the same way, but from our, my perspective, the, our team's perspective, we're just like, you know, there is, there's so much alignment here on you know, prioritizing this product, you know, making this a, a core product of um, understanding its impact. Um, a lot of companies are, you know, are, are launching debit cards, which is, you know, they're just great products, but we, like, credit cards are much harder to launch, but I think there's much more opportunity. And I think that's where there's yeah, a lot of it's easier. with Gemini. It's easier to say, oh, my rewards go into this versus, hey, I need to front some money into this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that, and then just like, again, the whole vision of growing the crypto ecosystem and how powerful this tool could be I think they, you know, I think they really, the Gemini really resonated with this idea that, you know, this is that solution to that complexity and risk. And so there was like three months of conversations, um, you know, of getting, you know, teams going back and forth. And then obviously you go through the, you know, that once there's a, you know, a term sheet in place, you go through a negotiation period where you, you know, go back and forth on just like different parts of the, uh, you know, parts of the deal, which is, which is pretty standard. So, yeah, I mean, it was really stressful period. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I will say that. This was like all during the pandemic as well. Yeah. This is all going on like over the summer and early fall, right? This, it closed in late July. So this was like spring through halfway through the summer. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, like it was, uh, it was just stressful, right? Because you never, you never like, you know, you're expecting you're, something to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You never know like, hey, what happens if they back out? Like, Hey, they haven't sent this document, which they said they would try to get it to us today, and it's been like t- two extra days. Like, why don't we have it? And like, you know, looking back on it, it was like, well, they had like a million other things, and you know, they're a large company doing stuff. Like, this was pretty much our core focus at the time, so yeah. it makes sense. But like, you're just like, yeah, you're constantly running these scenarios through your head. Like, what happens if this fails? Like, what do we do? Like, we're all so committed to this, um, yeah. and so yeah, but like, you know, at the end of the day, like it, they were you know, we knew, I knew we, like, we made a great choice just through that process because of how much good faith was showed. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, for, it was, it was funny, like, I remember our, our attorney was, you know, I was calling him, like, every day, 
like stressing about stuff during this whole process. And he finally one day he's like, he's like, Hey Thomas, I just got to tell you, <laughs> like, it's like, I've been through a million of these and this is probably the one that's gone smoothest that I've ever <laughs> seen. Like, he's like, these guys are so easy to work with. Like, this is all normal what you're stressing about, but like to put it in like, uh, yeah, to put it in perspective. Like you should not be, you know, you should feel good about this. <laughs> yes. So are you a, a Gemini employee now? I am. That's an interesting question. What is the working essentially on the same product with the same team? Aquahire got brought over. Yeah, we all the whole team came over. So uh, how's, just, how's just three the transition of you guys, right? from being just three of you guys? Well, there's four initially, and then actually my my co-founder ended up leaving after a couple months. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't a great fit for his skill set, and you know, there's another opportunity he wanted to pursue. So yeah. And so, what's the transition been like of going from that startup grind where every day is a there may not be a tomorrow to being now at an established company and, and working on the same project, but kind of a switch of what the role is a little bit. Um, I mean, it was nice to have healthcare again, um, or health insurance. <laughs> 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 I think there was about two years. I like for the mo- better part of two years, I didn't have health insurance. Yeah. Um, it's overrated. Yeah. And just really kind of just, you know, if it hurts, you know, it'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the approach I took. Um, Actually, I didn't have health insurance my first year in New York. So right. I, yeah. I, I can relate. I remember playing flag football and being like, if I tear my ACL, <laughs> it's <true>. over. <laughs> yeah. No, it I'm was done. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, you just kind of, I remember too, I was like going on a ski trip once and like, I was like, was like, oh, should I buy like just accident insurance for this? <laughs> like, what, what if I hurt myself or like, you know, have one too many uh, beers at the the midday yeah. lunch break? And dude, just, life's like, a little more exciting when you don't have health insurance. Yeah, that is uh, that's true. Like, also, I find myself like visiting the doctor more often now yeah. that I have it. You know, I don't know if that's yeah. correlated. Maybe I was yeah. healthier without it. it took yeah. less risks. Um, no, but um, yeah, that was like. That actually, there was some just that adjustment of like, at a startup every day, you're thinking like, how do we survive? Yeah, yeah. How do I get enough money? You're like, I was yeah, constantly learning. Like, all three guys on the team had families. Yeah. Right. They all are in their 40s and 50s. They have yeah. kids. Their kids go to school. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like they're my worried ob- about more than beer money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's my obligation to make sure they get payroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, there is this weight on my shoulders, like. Like when the deal was finally went through and it was signed and it was done and like, you know, when it was executed, like I, I was not even excited. Like I was just like, it, it was just relief. Like yeah. at first, like it was just like the five months of like, you know, preparing to try to get this through with all these different worries and like five months of just like stress finally, like, okay, it, it's gone. It's over. Yeah. It's done. And then, then the excitement hit very yeah. much. So, um, but, uh, yeah, there was like a solid twenty minutes where I just like walked around, like just kind of just like in disbelief and yeah. couldn't do anything. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a and we started like it closed I think on a Wednesday and we started um, Wednesday or Thursday and I had my first day of meetings. I kid you not, the next day uh-huh. and then my official day of work was the following Monday. Yeah, so we got right into it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was I mean, and some aspects were awesome, like just you know having health insurance and a steady paycheck and not worrying about all these other things. And some parts were, you know, just not, we're just an, were there an adjustment? Um, For sure. And so it was just like, yeah, it was, but um, overall the experience has been great. Like it's, it's fun. It's really fun working with a larger team, having a lot more resources, um, you know, mainly just like, you know, human capital, like people, smart people helping problem solve all these different things that are going on. And it's great to, you know, be part of the Gemini team and be launching this product with everything else that we offer in the market and, you know, our, our customer base. I think the impact we're going to have is will be substantially larger than if we were to do this as BlockRise. Yeah, that's awesome. Where do people, um, just BlockRise.com if they want to look it up, right? Yes. B-O-L-O-C-K-R-I-Z-E. B-L-O-C-K-R-I-Z-E.com. All right. Do you have any uh, last minute questions, sir, before we wrap? Of course. Longtime listeners of the podcast will know our final segment with any guest is Herb's Final Jeopardy which is one question which analyzes a deep part of your psyche that you didn't even know existed. And final jeopardy is, if you had to be a groupie of one band from any time period, what band would you be a groupie for? I mean, that's easy. May Rue. I'm already a groupie. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out May Rue. I mean, I've been trying to be in the band for for years now, and 
you know, they say I'm in it, but they conveniently uh, forget to invite me to practice. Well, I mean, maybe that's just because I'm too good, but, you know, even to the recording <laughs> the album, <laughs> you Are know. Are going to play a show again soon? Uh, I think they hopefully will this uh, later this summer, yeah. That's awesome. So that's the, uh, that's, that's my answer. All, <laughs> All right, right, man. And with that, we're out. Thanks for coming on. Yeah.